The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. We've just gone 18 minutes past five. If you just joined us, welcome to the 101.9 KFM Afternoon Overdrive. I'm Michael McKenna. Always a pleasure to welcome Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel at this point in time. Rolene, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us once again. Good afternoon, Michael. Always good to join you. Okay, so quite a lot we've got to chat about. Already my first question, uh, well, it's three-pronged, you could say. We're talking about the terror attack. The two brothers killed, a summit in Aqaba called by Jordan and settlers riot. Uh, over to you, Rolene. Unpack that for us, please. Well, let's take a look at what happened yesterday afternoon. Two brothers, Halal and Yigal Yaniv, in their car driving from their uh, settlement or yeshuv of Habracha when a terrorist from nearby Huwara opened fire killing them. They were 20 years old and uh, some conflicting reports, some say 16 and some say 19 years old. These are the latest in an ever-growing list of victims of terror. There is still a manhunt underway for the terrorists believed to have been from Lion's Den. We are seeming to see a surge in Lion's Den activity again. Now, last night, settlers from nearby to Huara set alight buildings and torched cars in what many in Israel are describing as a pogrom. Now, I just want to say something very, very quickly, but I feel that it must be said. I know we are angry. And believe me, every death in Israel is felt very, very personally. This is a country where everybody feels that we know each other. Everybody is our son, our daughter, our our friend. So when a terror attack happens and people are killed, we feel this deeply, deeply personally. But today I have seen something I never thought I would see, which is a rise of incitement coming from people around the world. I know we are angry, but cheering on people who burn other people's property, innocent people's property, regardless of the actions of a few, is absolutely unacceptable and untenable. And at the last count, at least 40 buildings have been burnt and, uh, and 15 cars injured. The IDF, Israeli police and fire services trying to evacuate and help as many Palestinians as possible. Uh, what happened last night described as the worst violence by um, settlers in the recent memory uh, cannot be countenanced. It has been condemned by the Israeli leadership, including Itamar Ben-Gavir, calling for uh, citizens not to take action into their own hands. We are waiting for a formal um, condemnation from Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who is in a very, very precarious position because uh, it appears that certain members of his coalition are now quite uh, out of his control because uh, coupled with that, we had comments coming in from Otzme Yehudit, um, member of Knesset, Svika Fogel, who is also the chairman of the National Security Committee in South Knesset, uh, saying this, and, and, and I really did not think that um, uh, I would hear words like this 
coming from a, a member of our government. The act that the residents of Judea and Samaria carried out yesterday is the strongest deterrent that the State of Israel has seen since Operation Defensive Shield. After a murder like yesterday, villages should burn when the IDF does not act. And uh, I just want to reiterate that the IDF does act. Our security forces do act. They do it within the law. And there have been calls for Zvika Fogel to be charged for incitement. Uh, his comments were condemned by the leader of the opposition, Yair Lapid, who said, this is not a fully right-wing government. It is a fully anarchist government. M.K. Fogel should go to jail for incitement to terror. I'm going to read to you what uh, Itamar Ben-Gavir, the chairman of Otma Yehudi, said, I want to be clear about the pictures from Huwara. I understand the pain, but we must not take the law into our hands, the Israeli government and not its civilians need to take care of terror and deter it. And certainly two wrongs don't make a right to rolling. We just only hope that, you know, reason and, uh, you know, shall we say, uh, shall we say enlightenment prevails in this uh, conflict because I don't see the settling any moment now, but let's just hope for the best and, you know, that uh, things will settle and, uh, you know, calm will be restored. That, okay, let's just leave that uh, for now uh, because we've got so much to unpack in, in the programs uh, right now. For example, the summit in Aqaba called by Jordan. What is that all about? Well, yesterday, the start of a summit in Aqaba to try and bring down the tensions mm -hmm. that are rising between Palestinians and Israelis. We have seen a significant increase in violence, and now we're seeing a significant increase in incitement on both hands. So the Jordanians trying to defuse the, the, the situation mm -hmm. as much as possible, uh, no sooner had the summit gotten underway where news of the terror attack broke members of Otsma Yehudi calling on Israeli representatives there to boycott the summit, which uh, they defied to do. They continued with the summit. But really, the, the situation here is, it, it really is, it's very very precarious and it is an imperative that it is diffused as quickly as possible and yeah. that it is left to our security forces, our IDF, our, our police forces to deal with um, terror. That's all we can hope for, that the situation will diffuse itself, Rolene. Uh, we can only just uh, hope for the best uh, right now. Rolene, let's just move on to these uh, protests that uh, took place on Saturday, the biggest yet. IDF reservists, intelligence voiced their objections to the overall. Tell us about that. Well, on Saturday night, an estimated 300,000 people protested in Tel Aviv. This is believed to be the biggest protest in eight weeks at least 21 were arrested for trying to block the Ayalon Highway mm -hmm. there were protests across the country as well including here in Modi Inn uh, where the Minister of Justice happens to reside big protests outside Yariv Levine's home on, on Saturday night protests in Haifa Beersheba all across the country now over the last couple of weeks we've heard from the Shabak we've heard from former officials in in the, um, in the Navy, in the IAF, uh, from the legislature, from uh, all across uh, all sectors of society. And now we are hearing from IDF reservists 
who have appealed to President Herzog not to allow the army to become politicized, which is a real concern should the overhaul be passed. And uh, we've also heard from 250 uh, military intelligence special forces uh, um, officials who've said that they will not come to work should these overhauls pass. They say they will not, quote-unquote, service useful idiots. Now, this could seriously jeopardize Israel's security. So I know that there are dissenting opinions about the judicial overhaul. We've discussed them. We've discussed the fact that many are of the opinion that the judges that are in the Supreme Court are not diverse enough. But we are hearing more and more on a daily basis uh, from all sectors of uh, society uh, about real concerns should these overhauls be passed. Certainly not the apt time for this to be happening, given the volatility of the region at the moment. But uh, as I said, Roline, uh, let's just see how things transpire, and we can just only hope for the best that things will settle, calm will prevail, and reason. Okay, so let's now finish off the show with some good news. I believe this is a very nice touch to our chat that we have every afternoon. Papua New Guinea to open an embassy in Jerusalem. Tell us more. Yes, this news broke yesterday from the, the foreign minister who spoke to our foreign minister, Eli Cohen, saying that uh, Papua New Guinea will be opening up an embassy in the capital in Jerusalem. Now, Papua New Guinea is a majority Christian country, a very, very strong support and ally to Israel. The foreign minister thanked his counterpart saying, you know, we, we thank you for this close relationship between our two countries and for standing with Israel in international institutions. And, and by that, I think he's especially referring to the United Nations, where Papua New Guinea have um, uh, repeatedly voted uh, on the side of Israel and said we thank you Papua New Guinea for opening up an embassy in, in Jerusalem, the capital so uh, the country joins uh, Honduras or Guatemala uh, the United States and various others opening their embassies in the capital, a very very welcome development and I think we're just uh, so happy and welcome to welcome some good news. Well indeed uh, as you said uh, you've welcomed all those and let's hope we can welcome more uh, to to Israel uh, in terms of uh, embassies and especially in Jerusalem which was contentious at, at one stage opening embassies there but now this underlines the point. It's happening. Papua New Guinea is open an embassy. Everyone else is opening an embassy. Let's just hope that that uh, increases and of course uh, improves relations between Israel and the rest of the world. Rolene Marks. Uh, Rolene, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Uh, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel giving us the lowdown on what's happening in the Middle East right now. Certainly no shortage of uh, action and volatility and uh, clashes going on. Let's just hope it all settles shortly.